0: We're going to start in the 16th chapter of Matthew this evening, 16th chapter, starting in verse 13, Matthew chapter 16, and starting in verse 13, and we'll kind of focus in on our key verses in verse 21 through 23, but let's go ahead and Start here, if you would join me. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. Amen. In verse 13, and where the Lord reads, Amen. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven then he warned the disciples that they should tell no one that he was the Christ from that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying god forbid it lord this shall never happen to you but he turned and said to peter get behind me satan you are a stumbling block to me for you are not setting your mind on god's interests but on man's let's pray this evening dear heavenly father we come before you today in the name of jesus lord we know there's power in the name of jesus father i just pray god that you reveal your word to us tonight let me share your word in a way god that will be effective that will impact people lord father i just praise you today god that you are faithful god and that lord you lord want to use us lord to reach a lost and dying world Father God, we thank you, Jesus, that you order the steps of a righteous man, that you guide us and lead us and direct us in every area of our life. If we're willing just to submit, to surrender, to yield to your Holy Spirit. Father, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. Just wash me, cleanse me, and cover me in your son's precious blood. We need you, Jesus, in our lives. We need you, God. Without you, we're nothing, God, and we can accomplish nothing. But Father, with you, God, We are awesome. We are everything because you live in us, and we can do all things, God, through you who strengthen us. So, Father, I just thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name, amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise tonight, amen. (laughs) My topic, which I I don't have one on the screen, but my topic this evening as I get ready to share, amen, is don't be moved somebody say don't be moved don't be moved moved. and i'm going to talk about a few different things tonight but one thing that i want to kind of focus in on is perseverance for just a moment amen and I, i want to kind of take a look starting in verse 21 and i want to i want to look at these scriptures concerning this situation right here and kind of evaluate some things that uh amen, might be helpful for us as we're going forward as a church and as we are answering the call of God upon our lives and letting God use us to reach a lost and dying world, amen? Because I want you to know that God is going to do great things through your life, amen? God didn't save you just for no reason. He didn't deliver you just for no reason. He didn't heal you just for no reason, amen? But he did it because he's got a purpose and a destiny for your life. He's got a plan for your life, amen, to do something great, amen. And when you're with Christ, you have greatness in your life, amen, because God is a great God, amen. God is a great God. And when you team up with God, amen, then great things will happen. And so I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about this. And and my topic is don't don't be moved. Amen. But first, I want to share real quick a story about, amen, an example. There was this lady, and she was known around uh, the community, amen, and she actually was known and had a good reputation, amen, praise God, and she was one that was known for never saying, amen, a negative word about anyone. Are y'all with me today? In other words, when you were with her, amen, and you were in her presence, you would never hear her some, say something bad about somebody, amen. Obviously, she wasn't a gossip, amen. Obviously, she wasn't, amen, uh, so, one that so discord, amen, but no matter who it was, she always managed to say something good about him or her. I don't know if you've ever met some people like that before, amen, praise the Lord, amen. Sometimes they're few and far between, but they're a blessing. Can I get an Amen. amen. And seeing her one day, two men started talking, amen, about this. And one said to the other, I bet if we ask her about the devil, she would even find something good to say about him. Amen? God is good, amen? And so they said to her, they went to her and they were talking and they, they, they asked her about this. They said, what do you think about that old devil? What do you think about that old slew foot? Amen. Hello. And they asked her this question. And this is her answer. She says, well, I'll say this for him. Amen. She said, one thing about him is he never stops. He never quits. You know, one thing about it, amen. Satan knows his destiny. He knows, amen, His outcome. He knows what's going to take place, but amen. With that being said, he tries to do whatever he can in order to get the Christian off path. He tries to do whatever he can to move, amen, a Christian from accomplishing the very thing that God has set out to accomplish in their life. Amen. He knows he's defeated, he knows his outcome, amen, It's the devil's hell. Hello, somebody. It was created for him and his demons and his angels. Hello, amen. That's why God created hell, amen. That's why he created, amen, the lake of fire. It wasn't created for us. It was created for the devil and, and, his, and his minions, amen. The fallen angels. So he knows his outcome. But one thing about it. Amen. And he also knows his time is short. Amen. And sometimes I look at it and I begin to wonder. I say, man, I wonder sometimes if God is just, if he kind of, amen, tells the devil what's fixing to happen sometimes. Amen. Because sometimes, (laughs) somebody say God is good. Amen. Amen. But like this woman said, one thing about him, he never stops trying. Amen. So there's if there's one good thing that we can say about Satan, it's that he he never stops trying. Amen. But when we look at this, you know, this is there's some persistence, Amen, when it comes to Satan. And it would be wonderful if God's people were as persistent as Satan is. It would be wonderful if God's people, Amen, were as persistent in prayer, Amen. Are y'all with me today? And it would be wonderful if God's people were persistent in witnessing, amen, as Satan is in persecuting the church. It would be wonderful if God's people were pers- persistent in fighting Satan in sin, fighting sin, amen, as Satan is in tempting us. See, we see the persistence of Satan in Scripture, and I want to share some of these with you today, amen. When we study the Gospels, we see Satan tries anything, everything, amen, absolutely, whatever it takes, amen, in order to move, amen, someone from accomplishing their destiny. And we begin to see this even in the life of Jesus, Amen, because one thing about it is Satan tried to keep Jesus from going the way of the cross and the grave. And he tries absolutely anything to keep Jesus from being Savior and Lord, amen, of the earth. And he tries anything, amen, to keep Jesus from fulfilling God's eternal plan for our salvation. Somebody say God is good. You know, as we look at it, even from the time when Jesus was born, I want you to think of for a moment what happened shortly after Jesus was born, right? Satan, through using Herod, attempted to kill baby Jesus, amen, in Bethlehem. And I don't know if you're familiar with this story, but this was an awful, amen, scenario. It was an awful day, amen, in the history of Israel, amen, because what happened was mothers had their babies, amen, torn from their arms and cut to pieces right in front of their eyes. And fathers clenched their fists helplessly as they watched their sons being slaughtered, amen, and blood flowed through the streets, amen, of Israel, And the sound of wailing filled the air, amen, and Satan's plan was to kill Jesus as a baby so that he couldn't die as a savior on the cross. Now, I want you to look at this for a moment because just like Satan was trying to kill Jesus from the very time he was born, some of you, amen, Satan's been trying to kill you from the very time you were born. And the reason is, is because he knows that there's a great destiny to you. He knows that, amen. If he can stop you from accomplishing what God's plan is for your life, amen. Are y'all with me today? Because God is going to use you in a mighty way. You know, I want us to think back for just a moment, amen, at the, the next attempt that Satan had. You remember whenever Jesus, amen, was baptized by John and the spirit of God came upon him, amen, like a dove and he was led by the spirit into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, amen, and where he was then tempted by Satan. And so Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert, amen, and Satan tempted him, amen, after fasting for 40 days. And first Satan tempted Jesus, Amen. And he said, amen. He tried to tempt him to turn stones into bread. And second, Satan tempted Jesus, amen, in order to put himself from the highest point of the temple. And third, Satan tempted Jesus to gain all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor by bowing down before Satan and worshiping him. Somebody say, God is good. Now, in this third temptation, the devil throws all the cards on the table. In other words, if Jesus would just once worship Satan, he could have the whole world. Amen. And that would save the Lord a hard road of obedience. Hello, somebody. A long way of sorrow. He would save him the pain of the cross and the terror of death. Amen. But I'm here to tell you today that there is no shortcut to glory. Somebody say, don't be moved. moved. There's no shortcut to glory, not for Jesus and not for us. See, Satan was trying to give them a way out. Amen. Trying to give them some other options. Are y'all with me today? God is good. Amen. Amen. You know, and so when we look at this, in all three of these temptations, Satan attempted to move Jesus from the road of obedience. Satan's going to do whatever he can to move you from the road of obedience and from the will of God for your life. Because the Bible says that God's will is perfect, good, and pleasing will. God's will is where, amen, the most effectiveness is going to begin to come forth. Are y'all with me today? And so when we look here, what he was saying was this. He says, if you are the son of God, you shouldn't have to suffer. That's what he told him. He said, if you're the son of God, amen, Jesus, you shouldn't have to suffer, amen. You ought to be able to turn these stones into bread, What are you suffering for? You're the son of God. Why should you have to suffer? Hello. Some of us look at that and we say, amen. I'm a child of God. Why should I have to suffer? Are y'all with me today? Sometimes that's what Satan says. You shouldn't have to suffer. You shouldn't have to sacrifice. You're a child of God. That's the same thing he told Jesus. He said, you're the son of God. Why are you suffering? Go ahead and turn them rocks, amen, into bread. Somebody say, God is good. good. And then he goes on to say, let the angels carry you rather than fall to the ground. Amen. And bow before me rather than die on the cross. Go ahead, Jesus. Take the easy way. Go ahead, Jesus, and do half a job. See, I want you to look at Satan's techniques here. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. good. I want us to take a look at our scripture for just a moment. Because when we're looking at this situation, everything about this story seems strange, right? First, Peter rebukes Jesus. Then Jesus rebukes Peter. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to know, Peter pulled Jesus to the side, and he rebuked him privately. But how many of y'all know Jesus turned right right around, and he rebuked him publicly? And made sure all the disciples heard. (laughs) And Jesus used some of the harshest language, amen, that you will ever hear Jesus, amen, say. In fact, the Bible says that that's the first time, amen, that Jesus had ever told anybody that they were Satan, his very disciple. And of course, it was Satan that was being used, amen. And so when we look at this, amen, the timing makes this whole story even more particular and peculiar because in the in in the verses preceding this, Peter had just uttered a magnificent statement of faith. Amen. He says, Amen. Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter says, Amen. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And he says, Amen. Good job, Peter. Amen. He says, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. Amen. But uh, oh, come on, somebody. Amen. In other words, this hasn't been revealed by man. This has been revealed by heaven. Now, I want you to look at this for a moment because whenever the demons saw Jesus, amen, how many of y'all know, amen, that they knew who he was? (laughs) You know, Satan had addressed Jesus, amen, in in the wilderness. and, and, And he said to him, he said, if you are the son of God then do this. If you are the son of God. Now, I want you to remember real quick a story about two demon-possessed men who met Jesus by the tombs, amen, of the Gard- Garderians. Amen. He, they said, what do you want with us, son of God? See, they knew he was the son of God. They shouted. They said, have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? And in fact, Mark tells us this, he says, whenever the evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, you are the son of God. But by way of contrast, amen, when ordinary people recognize Jesus as the son of God, they did so only because it was revealed to them by heaven. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, thank you, Lord, Lord. for for revealing yourself. Come on now. The Bible says the message of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing, but to those who believe it's the power of God. You need to be grateful that God has lifted the scales up off your eyes. You need to be grateful that you were blind, but now you can see. You need to be grateful that God has revealed to you that Jesus is the son of God, that he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Are y'all with me today? See, you need to be praising Jesus. If you don't got no other reason to praise Jesus, you need to praise Jesus for that right there. Hello. Hello. Heaven revealed it to you. Amen. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. That's why you can go and tell somebody, amen, about Jesus. And unless, amen, unless it begins to be revealed to them. Hello, somebody, it don't mean nothing. It's foolishness to them. What are you talking about? Amen. That Jesus was the Son of God. What are you talking about? That he died on a cross. What are you talking about? Amen. That he took away the sins of the man. Hello. God is good, amen. So I want you to take a moment and think about, amen, an old man named Simeon. See, he knew by the spirit that the baby in Mary's arms was the promised king. That's what it said in Luke 2 and 27. You know, I want you to think about the wise men for a minute. The wise men from the east. They were led to Bethlehem by God's direction. And think of the disciples after Jesus walked to them on the water and calmed the storm, amen, that they were fearing for their lives and they they worshiped and said, truly, you are the Son of God. Or what about the centurion soldier that was standing before the cross and only after he witnessed the signs associated with the crucifixion, amen. Are y'all with me today? And he says, surely he was the Son of God. But now it was Peter's turn to recognize Jesus. And Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But it took more than Jesus. Amen. Flesh and blood for Peter to come to this conclusion. And the only reason that Peter made this confession, amen, and said that Jesus was it. Amen. Is because it was revealed to him by our father in heaven. And by the grace of God, amen, Peter recognized and acknowledged Jesus for whom he was, amen, and is. And as a result, Jesus praises and blesses Peter. Amen. But I want to look at this because there's more than this that meets the eye, amen. Because Peter made a beautiful confession, but he didn't know what it all involved. How I mean, I know sometimes there's people that, amen, have been revealed who God is. But they don't know what's all involved in it. I remember whenever I first got saved and I was about to be baptized, amen, and everybody lined up at the church, at the Baptist church, and they had the whole, I, the whole church lined up, and they all come and shook my hand. Congratulations, congratulations, man. I've, You know, I was like, wow, I'm pretty, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? i I'm so, I've done something, amen. And, and this little old man comes up to me and he says, son, I want you to know, amen, that it, it just starts from here. Amen. You know, the battle's on. (laughs) Are y'all with me today? And I remember what that man said. God is good, amen. God is so good. Amen. Praise the Lord. But what we begin to see here in the scripture, saints, is that This is the first prediction Jesus makes of his own suffering and death. And he lets his disciples know that he, the Messiah, amen, the one that was the long-expected liberator of Israel, would suffer and die in Jerusalem. And he let his disciples know that he, the Son of God, would suffer and die, amen. And the devil knew this secret, amen, and he hated it. Amen. And as I said before, Satan stopped at nothing to keep Jesus from going the way of the cross in the grave. Amen. And we say, well, why was Satan, amen? Why was Satan so opposed to Jesus suffering and dying upon the cross? Amen. And I can't think of, amen, four reasons. I'm going to share some reasons. Amen. But the suffering and the death of Jesus means salvation for the people. Can I get an Amen? amen. See, sometimes when we die to ourselves, amen and we begin to sacrifice and we begin to suffer sometimes how many of y'all know that can be, mean that people might be getting saved how many of y'all, oh my gosh how many you know that's the one thing i preached the other day and i preached about sowing in hard places and i began to preach amen and my first point was the first thing about it in order for you to be able to be fruitful when you're sowing amen is that you've got to die first hello somebody You know, just like Jesus had to die in order for us to live, you've got to die to yourself in order for other people, amen, to come to Christ. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes it means a little bit of sacrifice. Sometimes it means a little bit of suffering, amen. If anybody told you that the Christian life is peaches and cream and that there's no suffering, I'm here to tell you they lied to you today. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? He never said you weren't going to go through anything. He just said, I'm going to go through it with you. Are you all with me today? God is good. But Satan doesn't want people to be saved. He wants people to remain in their sin and their misery. Amen. All right. God is good, amen? I want us to look at something. You know, what was it that created Peter to pull Jesus aside and begin to rebuke him, amen, for saying that he was going to have to suffer and he was going to die, amen? We can ask ourselves this question. Well, you know, when we look at this, one reason why he asked him is because he loved Jesus and he wanted to spare him the pain of crucifixion. Amen. See, I'm trying to tell you something today. Amen. My topic is don't be moved. Amen. He wanted to create, he cared about him, he loved him. Amen. And, and, and he was going by uh, misguided emotion, amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. He wanted to he wanted to spare him the pain and the agony and, of crucifixion. And second, amen, he didn't understand God's plans. And you heard the scripture that Zechariah opened up. He says, our thoughts are not your thoughts, amen. My ways are not your ways, amen. Are y'all with me today? To the natural, man, that would look crazy that Jesus was going to go, amen, and suffer, amen, and die. Hello, for the sins of the world. Are y'all with me today? So he didn't understand God's plan. He didn't understand what God's plans was. Amen. In Peter's view of Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God, it didn't include shame and it didn't include public. Amen. Humiliation and crucifixion. Are y'all with me today? And Peter, at this point, amen, just seconds earlier, he had made one of the most profound declarations that anybody had ever made, amen. But in his mind, he had no category for the suffering servant or the crucified son of God. Are y'all with me today? This wasn't in his mind. He didn't comprehend this. He simply couldn't grasp how somebody as good and holy and pure and righteous as Jesus, the promised Messiah of Israel, would suffer and die like a common criminal. He couldn't understand this. Amen. But what did God tell him? What did Jesus tell him? Amen. What did he tell him in verse 23? He turned to him and he said, get behind me, Satan. He said, you're a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man's interest. Are y'all with me today? And the third thing is that he thought he knew God's will better than Jesus. How I many of you know sometimes we think we know God's will better? Some of us would have been like Peter. What are you going to go do then? Why are you sacrificing like that? Why are you giving your life like that? Why are you serving in that ministry? Why are you working for near uh, pennies on the dollar, if anything? Why are you doing this? Why are you investing in this? Why, why? I'm here to tell you right now, amen. There's going to be people in your life that are going to begin to come against, amen, what God's trying to do in your life, amen, because when we look at it, hello, somebody, amen, God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are our not. God's plans are not our plans. Hello, somebody, amen, but God's got a great plan. Are y'all with me today? And that's why he says you got to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You've got to acknowledge me in all your ways, and I'll make your pass straight. He thought he knew better than Jesus. Sometimes we think we know better than Jesus. Hello. Sometimes our parents think they know better than Jesus. Sometimes our wives think they know better than Jesus. Hello. And I'm not going to let you husbands off the hook either. Sometimes our husbands know better than Jesus. Are y'all with me? God is good, amen? amen? And what happened was at this point in time, Peter was in direct opposition, amen, to God's plan to bring salvation to the world. In other words, at this point in time, he was in opposition, so he was an enemy of God. And he referred to him as Satan. He said, get behind me, Satan, amen, amen. See, you know, I want you to look at this, amen, because the text says that he rebuked Jesus, amen, and that doesn't make any sense, amen, you don't go around rebuking the Son of God, hello, are y'all with me today? You know, in the Old Testament, people get killed for that sort of irreverence, are y'all with me today? But he didn't know, he thought his plan was better, not only that, but he wanted a kingdom Without a cross. How many of y'all know there's a lot of people that want the kingdom of God, but without a cross? And the cross represents death, dying. A lot of people want the kingdom, amen, without dying. A lot of people want the kingdom, amen. Oh, my Lord. Hello, somebody. See, he wanted the kingdom without a cross, amen. And who could blame him, amen? We can barely understand what crucifixion meant to the Jews, amen, in this first century, right? It was the ultimate instrument of public torture. In other words, it'd be like the lynching uh, would be the closest modern equivalent to what it was to be on the cross. Are y'all with me today? And as a result, no Jew would understand such a thing, amen. Amen. Because to them, the cross meant public, bloody, painful, agonizing, shameful death. Are y'all with me today? No wonder Peter rebuked them, amen? And then Jesus rebuked Peter, but with one difference, amen? Jesus rebuked them publicly, like I said. And Mark makes it clear that Jesus looked at all the disciples, amen? He looked at all of them. And he said, Peter, get behind me, Satan, so first he calls him the rock, and then he turns around. A seconds later, and he calls him Satan. He says, "Peter, you're the rock, and on this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell won't be able to stand against it." Amen. And not even a few sentences later, he's turning around and he's rebuking him and saying, "Get behind me, Satan." Boy, he was all puffed up and felt good. And, man, he's like, man, nobody's said that before. That's some profound stuff you're saying. And he turned around and rebuked him. Are y'all with me today? <laughs> you say, well, why did Jesus call him Satan?" Amen. Why did Jesus use this type of language? Well, first, Peter was guilty. Amen of some things that are pretty huge, amen? Because after the wonderful things that Jesus said to him, I imagine it probably went to his head. Are you all with me? Amen? After all, he is the rock, amen, and has the keys to the kingdom, amen? But Jesus knew that Satan stood behind Peter's well-meaning but misguided words. How many of you know sometimes we can mean well, hello, but the reality is, is, amen, our words are misguided. I want you to know it's real important that you're cautious and you're careful when it comes to you, amen, ministering to people. You don't need to just tell them something just to tell them something. Are you all with me today? Peter had good intentions. He loved Jesus, but he found himself opposed, amen, to the plan of God. Amen. And sometimes we've got to watch it because if we're not careful, the devil will use us. He'll use us in a way, amen, that is contradicting to what God's plan is for our lives or for others' lives. Are y'all with me? And the enemy's persistent. He's persistent. You know, I want you to look at this for a moment. We're talking about the cross. To Peter, the cross was evidence of failure. But how many of y'all know To Jesus, the cross was the purpose for which he came to earth? Are y'all with me? Sometimes if it comes to doing what God's called you to do, sometimes to some people it's going to look like failure, amen? But to you, amen, it's the very purpose for which you came to this earth. You know, to Peter, the cross meant that Jesus had been defeated, but to Jesus, the cross means that by which Satan was defeated, Are y'all with me today? To Peter, the cross meant that evil had won the day, but to Jesus, the cross was the path to final victory over sin. Are y'all with me? See, God's ways are not our ways, and our ways are not God's way. See, to Peter, the cross meant that Jesus was gone forever, but to Jesus, the cross led to an empty tomb. Amen. To Peter, it was like a badge of shame, but to Jesus, it brought salvation to the world. Somebody say, don't be moved. moved. To Peter, the cross made no sense, but to Jesus, it displayed the wisdom of God. So you say, okay, pastor, well, what are you saying? What should we learn from this? Amen. Well, I'm glad you asked. Amen. What is this saying to us today? Well, I want to suggest a few things. First of all, good people... Sometimes do the devil's work. Amen? See, because Peter was most certainly a good man, right? But his foolish words that we see here can cancel his brave statement of faith a few seconds earlier, amen? You know, if he was the first, amen, here... Though Peter was undeniably right in what he said earlier, he was just as wrong here. So we've got to learn something about this uh, situation, amen. We've got to learn that we've got to be careful, amen, not to mislead somebody to do the will of God. We've got to make sure that, amen, that we're giving good advice. Because sometimes some, some people just like to give advice just to give advice, so I guess they just like to hear their self-talk, or they think they got to have an answer every time somebody says, something. man, if you don't have the answer, you don't have the answer. My gosh. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I'll pray about it. I promise you I will. Are y'all with me today? Amen. Some of us want to give them a plan. Amen. Lay it out. Amen. And everything. Oh, Amen. Are y'all with me? Amen. But secondly, our victories and defeats often come back to back. He went straight from a victory to a defeat. He went from a hero to a zero. Hello. <laughs> he went from being right to being wrong. Amen. And it's hard to see why it should be this way. Amen. But victories naturally tend to build our confidence. But when Peter heard this wonderful thing said to him, amen, he let it go to his head. And I think it probably did, amen. And just as quickly as he rose, so quickly did he fall. Amen. And his rising led to his falling. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. So we come to look at, number one, amen, Satan's persistent. Number two, Jesus is more persistent. Amen? You know, sometimes we can have a victory, amen, and immediately have a defeat. Sometimes we can think we're right, and the reality is is we're wrong. Are y'all following me today? The the ultimate goal of Satan is to move you from your destiny. The ultimate goal of Satan is to divide the church because he knows if the church is divided, amen, hello, somebody, then he's not going to be effective, amen, for moving heaven and earth. Are y'all with me today? For reaching lost and dying souls, amen. He knows these things. See, the very thing that, amen, was going to set free the whole earth, amen, Satan tried to use Peter in order to come against. Are y'all with me today? You and I need to make sure that we're not being used by Satan, amen. We've got to make sure that we're submitted to God. We've got to make sure that we watch what we say, hello, amen, and we've got to make sure, amen, that we, amen, are seeking the plan of God for our lives, You know, I want you to know that this fellowship is going to reach far and wide. Amen. It's not, it's so much more than right here. There's going to be cities that are taken for Jesus. There's going to be nations, amen, that are taken for Jesus. There's going to be states that are taken for Jesus. Are y'all with me today? There's a great plan that God has for this fellowship. Amen. There's greatness sitting in this room right now. Are y'all with me today? But we've got to make sure that we're careful not to be like Peter. Amen. And that we're being used by Satan in order to come against the plan of God that God has for our lives and for the lives of our brothers and sisters. Are y'all with me today? We've got to make sure, amen, that we're not, amen, thinking that our way is the best way. Amen. We've got to make sure that we're in line with God's will for our lives. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. God is good, amen. The Lord is good. I'm going to go back to our text for just a moment. He said, verse 21, From that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. But Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid this, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, for you are a stumbling block to me. Somebody say, don't be a stumbling block. Don't be a stumbling block, don't be a stumbling block to your brother. He goes on to say this, you are not setting your mind on God's interests." but man's you're not setting your mind on the things of the kingdom amen you're not setting your mind on the things of the spirit you're not setting your mind amen on the things of god amen on god's interest but you're setting your mind on man's interest somebody say not me So I say all that to say this. It's important that we're careful that we're not moved. Because the Satan's going to try to move us. He's going to try to stop us. He's going to try to hinder us. He's going to try, amen, to to hurt us. Are you all with me today? From doing what God has called us to do. But no matter what, we go forward. But it starts with death, amen. Not everybody's willing to die. Not everybody's willing to deny their self. They're not willing to deny their flesh, amen. They're not willing, amen, to let that old man be crucified, amen. I'm crucified. It's Christ that lives in me, my hope of glory. It's Christ that's living his life through me, amen. It's Christ, amen, that's accomplishing his life. I'm dead, amen. I was bought with a price, amen. I was I was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It's not me that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. And God's got a plan to, to accomplish. It. And I can't be moved. I can't be moved, I can't be moved. Come on, stand to your feet tonight. Can't be moved. Jesus was one that couldn't be moved. And you know, he wanted to do the will of God. He wanted to, you know, he came to do what God said and to do what God wanted. Amen. That was his whole plan. But even in the Garden of Gethsemane, amen. When he began to sweat blood, amen. He said to my he said to his father, He said, Lord, if this cup can pass let it pass otherwise thy will be done amen but he knew amen that he has a task to do he knew he has something to accomplish and he wasn't going to let anybody stop him. he wasn't going to let anything move him the emotions of a good friend that loved him one of his disciples nothing they said to Jesus Jesus what about your family he said my family are those who do the will of the father my family are those who do the will of the father you don't want to be a stumbling block for somebody and you don't want to let anything be a stumbling block for you great things coming forth. There's great things, amen? And even if it looks like it's defeat right now, it's not defeat, amen? Sometimes a setback is is, is really a setup for success. Are y'all with me? You know, to the natural man, me coming into a ministry or a home or whatever... That would look like a setback amen but i'm here to tell you really that was a setup that was a setup amen even the addiction even the depression even all that that it looked like a setback but it was really a setup it was really a setup man and i love how god uses satan sometimes just to push us right into our destiny Because how many of you know, sometimes we wouldn't be willing, amen, to do certain things unless we were in a position, amen, of discomfort or hurt or need, amen. Sometimes we wouldn't be willing to do some things, hello. We we wouldn't be willing to. Sometimes we wouldn't be willing to, to, to give up everything, amen. You know, God is so awesome. He's so good. He's got great plans for your life. And you don't want to let anything move. I don't, I don't even care what it looks like where you, right now in your situation. I don't care what it looks like. Amen. We don't, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We, we don't walk by what we see. The Bible says we call the things that aren't as though they were. Amen. We don't, we don't walk by what we see, but we we walk by faith, amen? Faith in the word of God, faith in Jesus Christ, faith, amen, and, 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 and what God's going to do. We have faith, amen. Are y'all with me today? He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So I don't care what it looks like right now in your life. I don't care what it looks like right now. you got to begin to see through the eyes of God. you got to begin to see through the spiritual eyes. Because what, what I see is greatness. What I see is blessing. What I see is prosper. What I see, amen, is, is you're being used, amen, in a mighty way. What I see, amen, is souls being saved. What I see is lives being changed. What I see is cities fall in love with Jesus Christ. Nations coming to know Christ. That's what I see. God wants to use your life. And yes, the devil's persistent and yes, the devil's real, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, just lift your hands to heaven for a moment. If you would right there, just begin to speak to the Lord. Just speak to the Lord right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if If you speak in your heavenly language, just speak in your heavenly language. Come on. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, you are worthy, Jesus. Come on. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus, you are worthy, God. Oh, yes, Lord God, you are worthy, Jesus. Come, Lord God. Have your way, my King, today, God. Oh yes, Lord, we're all still revving and revving. So to revving and revving and revving. We're revving and Oh, yes, Lord Jesus, come on. Come on, press in for a moment. Oh, you are worthy, Lord God. gave me, worship you in this house. Come on. Oh, we worship you today. Come on, shout the revving and Oh yes Lord Come Come Jesus come there it is Oh yes Lord God hallelujah Fill us up Lord God